we are in the, the, right in the middle. We're, we're almost, we're, we're halfway through this series on virtues. Everybody say virtues. And uh, we've defined it. We've talked about it. Virtue is moral excellence. So we are pursuing a life of moral excellence. We're, it's not a short-term pursuit. We've been pursuing it for a minute. But I just felt prompted to take a pause and, uh, with this emphasis for these few weeks. We've defined virtue, again, as moral excellence. But what we've said is that virtues are principles and practices of moral excellence. That means that they are good and they have the power. Somebody said power. power. And they have the power to produce good in us and around us. Now, we are emphasizing certain virtues in this series. The first one that we emphasized was gratitude. Absolute silence in the Bishop of Rich. Thanks, and Laura Lee. But I can always count on Laura Lee. Okay? Uh, the first one we emphasized with gratitude was gratitude. We have, and we define gratitude as joyfully acknowledging the good that we have received and the goodwill behind it. And that doing so is good and produces good. And we just want to remember that gratitude is joyfully acknowledging it. Gratitude has to be more than just a feeling. It's great to feel it. Great. Great. But you need to express it. Because gratitude unexpressed really just comes across as ingratitude or entitlement. And actually can feel like it can be expressed as almost contempt. Let's not do that. Give, everybody say give thanks. So get, just do it. Just give thanks. The next, the next virtue that we emphasized last week was generosity. And we define generosity as the readiness to give more of something than is necessary or than is expected. Now, even though all of you brought up money right away, what we emphasized also was that we can be generous with our attention. We can be generous with our affirmation. Gentlemen, you can be generous with your praise. You are, not, you are not going to reduce someone else's manhood by giving them too much praise, nor will you risk your own. <laughs> you can be, you can be, I, I don't have sleeves to roll up today. I already feel this rock's getting heavy. Uh, 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 you can be generous with mercy. You can be generous with anything that is helpful or needed as long as you are doing it more than necessary or expected. So today we are on patience. Now, well, now the room comes alive. Hello, 9 o'clock, where you been? <laughs> I've, got, I've got, I don't know if I've got good news or bad news for you, but last night after the service we got home and we were in the kitchen and my wife said to me, well... That was far less painful than I thought it was going to be. I said, I don't know. What? I, what? But I say that a, a lot. <laughs> what? I mean, <laughs> I'm telling them. The other day, the other day, yeah, the other day we were getting ready to, to film a uh, thing for the for the traditions thing, and, and maybe if you're aware, you might remember a couple of years ago, things went sideways when we were online for a while, and, uh, and, uh, you might, and every once in a while, Mrs. Dav and I would go on the, the, the camera, 
five nights a week. Anyway, so, uh, so uh, oh, miss it. We're on. So anyway, we're, but you get an episode is what we're telling you. You get a little episode of, because the whole thing was no scripts. We just turned the camera on because I ref, I ref, we didn't plan a thing. Otherwise, it would just feel fake. So anyway, so we get on. We're getting ready to do it. And she says, hey, what are we going to do? And I said, well, we're just going to talk. And she says, well, am I going to talk to her? I said, well, sure. She says, well, I don't want to just be cheese candy. <laughs> See, some of you are going, what? And some of you are going, oh. <laughs> what? She said, That's, that, is, that was an accidental uh, 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 connection, merging of I, I don't want it to be cheesy and I don't want to be arm candy. But she didn't plan it. It just came out. I don't want to be cheese candy. So now we have a new phrase in our house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patience. This is what she said last night. She said, well, you know, people say patience is a virtue. And I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> patience is a, why would, why, patience, why would waiting be a virtue? Who wants to wait for anything? Seems pointless. Oh, I can't wait to wait in line. Not only does it seem pointless, how in the world could it produce moral excellence? All it seems to do is produce frustration. Well, let's lean into this a little bit. Let's start with some definitions. Uh, if you were going to just look at the dictionary, the dictionary tells us that patience means a cheerful endurance. You're not going to get away from <laughs> you're not going to get you're not going to get away from the emphasis on joy on this thing. A cheerful endurance. Oh, I'm going to make you say it. Say it out loud. A and it also means a slow temper. <laughs> Hello, 9 a.m. is alive. <sighs> now, that's fine. That's, the, that's the, the, the English definition of our, you know, our, our word patience. But we, we, the translators put English words to try to translate ancient words, you know, Greek and Hebrew words for patience. And so I thought, well, we want to make sure that we're not just using, you know, a, a, a contemporary language to, to interpret the scripture. We want to, what did this, what did it say? So we're, we understand our word, but what does the word patience mean as we read it in the scripture? So I, uh, to, to save you the time and energy, I, I, I did a little biblical etymology, uh, just looking up the, 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 the phrases, the words in the scripture and looking at their, their, their definitions and here's, if you can trust me, here's the definition that I'd like to supply you with a, the biblical definition. Are you ready? Patience is remaining joyful and gentle. That's, <laughs> there's, there's, I have no, no intention for ouching. But patience is remaining joyful and gentle. But you need to say it out loud. Remaining joyful and gentle. Especially when people or circumstances are contrary to my comfort because I trust in God. I'm going to remain joyful and gentle because I trust in God. Especially, especially when people or circumstances are contrary to my comfort, my preference, my pleasure. 
We can also understand it uh, by defining it like the opposite. And they do that too. Uh, uh, some of the opposite definitions of, of patience are, uh, are wrath, short-tempered, to lash out, to interrupt, to give up, or to blow up. None of those are patient. So let's, here's the, again, so patience is remaining joyful and gentle. To be not, not patience is angry or impulsive, or both. To be angry and or impulsive. A passage of scripture that we can start with that help us, that kind of captures the essence of patience without even using the word, but describing how it works and what it, how it results is James chapter one and verses 19 and 20. Some of you may know it, but here's, how, here's what James writes uh, in, in uh, chapter 1, verse 19 and 20 in the New Living. You ready? Here, here's what James says. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. See, he's being kind. You must all. Who gets to participate in this? That's right. This isn't, this isn't an elective. <laughs> I, oh, my gift is patience. My gift is not. No. It's not a gift selection. It's not a cafeteria choice. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Then he continues in verse 20. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. This is patience because human anger, the opposite of patience, does not produce righteousness. Human anger is that anger will not be one of the virtues that we cover. Human anger does not produce righteousness, but patience does. Patience produces righteousness. Thank you guys for fixing that. Would you all say that last phrase with me? Patience produces righteousness. Remaining joyful and gentle, especially when people or circumstances are contrary to my comfort, leads to the righteousness that God desires. Now, there's a problem with that. Patience is not passive. Patience does not happen to us. When we talk about things that are passive, we mean things that happen to us. Salvation happened to me. I did not save myself. But patience isn't passive. <laughs> patience doesn't people <laughs> huh? Patience doesn't happen to me because circumstances around me have changed. I can't, well, I would, I'm, I would be more patient if this changed and they changed, and especially if she changed. <laughs> Notice how I didn't point over. Yeah. yeah I'm, not pick, I'm not picking that fight. You know, there's no fight there. Patience doesn't happen. It's not, it doesn't happen to us. It doesn't change because of external circumstances. There was, a, there was an experiment uh, conducted and they measured, they measured the patience of online users. And they found that users grew impatient 
if they had to wait more than two seconds for a video to load. Two seconds. Impatient. And that test was done more than 10 years ago. (laughs) What they found is this, that the higher the expectation of speed, the lower our level of patience. The more we make demands on the world around us to conform to my comfort, the lower our patience. The more I expect the world around me to comply with my expectation, the less joyful and less gentle I will remain. (laughs) Now, the researchers of that test asserted this. They asserted that the rapid pace of technology is rewiring humans to be less patient. Now, Saturday night went, oh, yeah, yeah. You can go ahead and say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Technology. (laughs) That's probably not untrue. The, The faster and more accommodating our world is, the less we are satisfied. But is technology making us less patient? Well, that's probably only partly true. Because wouldn't it be convenient for us to blame technology on our impatience? Well, it's that cell phone's fault. It seems like we've been blaming people for our stuff for a while. That woman you gave me. I was fine. Did I blame? Nope. I don't think our patience problem is we can label, we can assign to our cell phones. But we, can, but we can, from this, at least recognize this, that there is no, this is so important, friends, there is, and I pray we can get this, this will help us, us, there is no external solution to our patience problem. Our patience problem will not be solved by, making, by fixing things outside. Our patience problem gets fixed by the inside. Patience doesn't come from out there comes from in here. You might say to me, Dav, yeah, Dav, I just have a really hard time with patience. First, like you're unique. I, no, listen, you don't understand me. It's the way I'm wired. You know, I'm German. <laughs> hey, it's been a few years, right? <laughs> so I like to pick on the Germans. They pick fights with their neighbors. Anyway. I just have a really hard time with patience. I mean, after all, I'm, you know, well, like, I'm Irish, so, you know, want to fight about it? Right. Uh, uh. No, you don't have a hard time with patience. You have a hard time accepting that you cannot and maybe should not control people and circumstances around you. The more we attempt to control the world around us, the more impatient, the more agitated, the more angry and impulsive we will be. But you might say, but I can control it. (laughs) Yes, Sith Lord, you very well may be able to control it. (laughs) But I can control it. If they just let me, if they'll just let me, I can fix it. I can fix them. Let me lash out. Let me butt in. Let me punish. 
Let me remake the world in my image. And so you do. So you scold them. So you jump in. So you hurry. So you push. And then you're not satisfied. You're still not joyful. You're not at peace. You're not gentle. You've only reinforced an impatient and unrighteous approach to life. But then you say, but, but, but how am I supposed to solve problems unless I lose patience? Anger and impulse do not solve problems. Wisdom does. And wisdom only works with patience. <laughs> we cannot be patient as long as we remain under the delusion that we can or that we should control the world around us. The good news is this. You ready for some good news? Room's starting to deflate on me. The good news about losing your patience is that you can always find it. If you've lost your patience, it's exactly where you left it. You left it where you got angry. You left it where you got impulsive. You can. You can always find it again. That's really good news. It's not like if you lose, oh, I lost my patience, it's gone. It's not like a sock in the dryer <laughs> or one of them uh, Tupperware lids, okay? Uh, it's not like you're going to, you, you can find it. It's right where you left it. That's the good news. The, it's, the, the, the hard part is not finding patience again. The hard part is dealing with the consequences of what happened while you were angry and impulsive. That, to deal with those, will require patience. Scriptures say so much. They teach us so much about patience, but we really want to lean into how do they, uh, how do they uh, enjoin us to practice patience in, in, with uh, regard to being morally excellent. We've settled on this as a definition. Patience is, in the face of what I cannot control, remaining joyful and gentle. So let's talk about the scriptures. Just consider a handful. If, you did, if you've got one of a concordance or, some, concordance or something and you look up patience, you're going to have, it's like, oh, no, Dad's going to go forever. Nope, we're just going to look at a, a handful of passages. Here's one that's probably not unfamiliar to almost anybody, and that's 1 Corinthians 13.4. But consider how significant it is. Paul is describing love. And he's describing the significance of it and its preeminence, its pride of place in Christian life. And here's what he says. Love is patient. Did you all say it out loud? Love is patient. James has told us that patience produces righteousness. Now Paul tells us that patience is the practice of love. Patience is practicing love. Love remains joyful and gentle with others. Love shows patience to others. Showing patience or remaining joyful and gentle communicates to others that they are more valuable than my attention span. They are more valuable than my comfort or my preferences. 
Showing patience, remaining joyful and gentle affirms that people are worth my inconvenience. They're worth my delayed gratification and they are even worth an adjustment to my agenda. Another passage of scripture from Paul, Romans chapter 8 and verse 25. Romans 8 is talking about faith and life in the spirit and our great hope because of God's promises. Somebody say God's promises. The promises of God that are present now and that there's, there's more to come. This is the idea that Paul will continually use in, the, in his epistles, that the promises of God are present in our life now. There is a, a powerful, uh, profound sense of the right nowness of God's promises in our life. And yet, as profound as God's promises are now, they are profoundly more yet to come. That we are a people who are stamped with the, by eternity. So we are essentially, <laughs> to be a Christian essentially means you are waiting. Not, you're, not waving, you're not waiting in poverty or in lack or in fear. You're waiting in, in, in blessing and in the down payment of heaven in our life now. With the, but the significance of that down payment is you, we are still people who are waiting. We live our base. I mean, one of our fundamental our cries is there is more than this. There is something far greater to come. And so Paul says in Romans 8.25, But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Now the New Living adds and confidently in there so that we understand that waiting patiently doesn't mean like, you know, we're just all strung out on our CBD oil again, you know. We're not, okay? We are waiting with a sense of confidence. With a, with a robust hope. Yeah. There is an enthusiasm to our patience. But we are waiting. So then patience protects our hope. You are a people primarily characterized by the hope in the age to come. Yep, down payment now. Thankful. How many are thankful for all that God's doing in our life now? He, all of that is to all that he's doing now is to affirm his affection for us, to draw us near to him, and to increase our trusting hope in what's to come. So patience protects our hope. Say it out, out, out with me. Patience protects our hope. Hope is absolutely fundamental to our existence as believers, and patience protects it. Patience prevents us then from choosing what looks like a short-term reward and exchanging something of long-term value. Patience protects our hearts from despair or angst as we wait in hope. Wait in hope. Just say it again, wait in hope. Listen to a couple of these psalms. These are so good. Psalm 27, 14. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Listen to how the psalmist describes what waiting, what patient looks like. Patience isn't weak and fragile and for, the, for weenies. That one guy said a few weeks ago, sissies, right? He said over there. Patience is about being brave and courageous. And then, yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Psalm 37, verses 7 and 8. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. Patience is because I trust in God, right? Be still in the presence of the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. 
Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. It continues. Listen to this. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Don't lose your temper. Don't lose your temper. It only leads to harm. Here, friends, if we can wait with patience, bravely and courageously, trusting in God, if we can wait for the promises of God, even wait for our ultimate salvation and do so with hope, do so with courage, do so with joy and gentleness, if we can wait for that with patience, then we can also wait in traffic. (laughs) Pray for Mrs. Dev, her faithometer just fell off. <laughs> Gather around and support her. We can wait in track. If, if you can wait for the promises of God, if you can wait for eternity, then you can be patient with your spouse or your children or your in laws. I don't have faith for that either. All right. Uh, Good morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. You can be patient. How many, how many just love delays? How many love delay and interruption? If you can wait for eternity, you can be patient during delays and interruptions. And, friends, you can be patient with joy. You can remain joyful and gentle during hardship and challenge, and trial. Because you are people who are characterized by a hope. And that hope will be protected through patience. So we wait. We remain joyful and gentle. One more time, say it with me. We remain joyful and gentle. Because we trust in God. So patience is remaining joyful and gentle, especially when people or circumstances are contrary, because I trust in God. Scripture tells us that patience produces righteousness, and that patience is the practice of love, and that patience protects our hope. Friends, imagine remaining joyful and gentle instead of attempting to control everyone and everything. You can't do both. Imagine remaining joyful and gentle instead of being angry or being impulsive. Imagine remaining joyful and gentle with your interactions with others. And as you wait for the promises of God in hope. Patience is a virtue. As we close, let's ask the question again, well, how? How does patience happen? (laughs) How do I get, how do I get, I want to get a part of that. How do I get that a part of my life? Same answer as we have with all of these virtues. 
be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the standard. He is the source. He is the supply of every virtue. All of these virtues are inspired, breathed into us by the Holy Spirit. When we talk about a life of moral excellence, we are not talking about our best-efforted, dressed-up human effort. We are not saying, golly, let's all just try harder. We are recognizing that there is something divine. There is something very spiritual given to us. There is an opportunity afforded to us. There is a grace available by the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, as Paul talks about uh, the, the results of the Spirit's influence in our life, he says, and most of our Bibles read something like this, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, etc. But one of the problems uh, that folks have is bludgering that, that passage interpretively. Because what folks tend to see there is a list of tryharders. You see, and so we, we, put, we make a refrigerator magnet or a bookmark or a bumper sticker and Bible studies that say, okay, this week we're going to try harder to love. This week we're going to try harder to have peace. This week we're going to try harder for patience. And that is not at all what Paul said. What he said was this, and it's, and it's actually translated best in the New Living and in the first edition of the New Living translation. Here's what Paul says in 522. When the Holy Spirit controls our life, He produces fruit, produce, He produces these results. Love, joy, peace, patience. Patience is a result of our yielding to the Holy Spirit's influence, not a result of you trying hard. Patience doesn't come from straining, but from surrender. Come, Holy Spirit. Let your divine influence, your joy, your gentleness prevail in my life. Let patience have its way and promote character, strength, courage. Be filled with the Spirit. And patience happens by faith. Because about be patient, that's a command. That means you get to choose. Patience is a result of the Holy Spirit's influence, but you also get to choose. You didn't, if you didn't get to choose, it wouldn't be a virtue. You get to choose by faith to be patient. You get to, by faith, choose to remain joyful and gentle because you trust in God. You do it by faith. We've always included a few specific action steps for patience. Fortunately, we've already been given them. Let's start with this. If you want to be patient... Be quick to listen. 
be slow to speak, slow to become angry. Start there, and you'll get the hang of it. Let's stand and pray today. today the inspiration of your spirit, the very breath of God, enabling us, empowering us. Lord, sweeten and strengthen us from the inside so that we might by faith choose to remain joyful and gentle. We might be practitioners of patience. We thank you that this leads us to a life of moral excellence. For this we give you thanks, we give you praise, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks for being here today, thanks for our 9 o'clock, our online community, we love you big. Everybody have a fantastic day, be kind, be patient with somebody on your way out. If you'd like prayer, we'll pray with you.